You worked out already? Yeah, I did. I did my 45 minutes. Boom. I'm going to do this, and then I'm going to get my three-mile walk-in before all four games. Yeah. You're a beast, C. Rose. Yeah. And you were up late doing NFL stuff. I know. I was up especially late because that hour delay in the Sunday night football game. But uh, this is what we do. We grind. We love October because it's the meshing of my two worlds with playoff baseball, which I dearly love so much so that I had the guys put up in our viewing room where we watch all the NFL games on Sunday. I had them put up the Red Sox and Rays and then the White Sox and Astros, and they gladly did it because they get into playoff baseball. Even if they don't watch much during the regular season, they all dig it during the postseason. Playoff baseball is something else. You know, it is. It's funny, I hear like hockey people say that, and I pay it no attention, but then when I say it, I'm like, yeah, you have to know baseball uh, playoffs are awesome. So maybe I need to get hockey playoffs. Like, yeah. I used to watch them religiously as like in my teens and in my twenties, I've kind of just because of the work schedule, I've kind of lost a little touch. I think I've, that's maybe that's uh, something I should work on with myself a little bit. But with all that being said, I want to welcome everybody to the Monday playoff edition of baseball today presented by our good friends over at dugout mugs. We'll tell you how you can get into the free business of dugout mugs shortly, but it's our buddy Jake's, 32nd birthday we were hanging out at a birthday party on uh on friday night shout out to jd great fun party mm -hmm. it was a blast very hollywood feel to it hey baby hey baby how you doing and they had some great giveaways so why don't we honor jd and our buddy jake with what we both got i'm ready yep here we go it's the team uni what's everybody think <laughs> These things are so. <laughs> oh my! Dude, I'm wearing this on my three mile walk. Holy smokes! <laughs> definitely. Run, don't run into another Jake, okay? <laughs> no. <laughs> I would worry about that. Oh, that is excellent. It feels so good. Feels so good. Jake, happy 32nd birthday. We love you, brother. Love you, Jakey boy. All right, here we go. Let's get to it. a lot of ground to cover. Let's start with the White Sox, who stave off elimination by winning game three at home on Sunday. They force a game four. Urquidy against Rodon in this one. Confidence level that the series is headed back to Houston for a decisive game five. This is so tough because Chicago was rocking yesterday. I talk about Minute Maid and how it can go crazy, and then you watch that game. And I've played there plenty of times. That was a different level of crazy last night. I don't know what was going on there, but it was awesome to see. I'm actually pretty confident that they're going to go back to a game five. You would have asked me that before game three. I'd be like, no way, man. Astros get it done one game in Chicago. Uh, but I think um, when you're the White Sox and you're down five to one in the third, and then you come back and you win that game the way you did. I think the confidence is there. But both these starting pitchers, the last time they faced each other, put up really good numbers. And they both went seven innings. Uh, Rodon had, like, I think seven shutty or Keedy with two runs, something like that. Uh, so if those guys can come out and kind of give that same type of performance, it's going to be interesting to see how the game goes. Now, Rodon's kind of been hurt and hasn't pitched a ton. But I think what, was, what, what did uh, LaRusso say? He's healthy enough. Healthy, yeah, healthy enough. And you make a good point. He hasn't gone more than five innings in any of his last eight starts. Yeah. The longest he went before that was that was that seven shutout innings, 10 strikeouts against Houston. Um, that was back on July 18th, though. Here's the thing. The White Sox need a little bit of length out of somebody. 
Yeah. You know, actually, I think both sides do. McCullers is the only guy who's worked past the fifth out of all the starting pitchers so far. You know, we've had six starting pitchers. Only one's gone past the fifth inning so far. Somebody's got to pick it up a little bit. But that's hard with these two offenses in that band box in Chicago. I know there's a lot of Houston fans that are pissed off with the Grandal getting hit on the ball that's being thrown home. I actually thought the umpires did a really good job with that. Once again, I think it's a weird rule. But I guess they equate it to home and first. When the ball is being thrown from first to home, it's the same as in between first and second. Like the runner can deviate a little bit from their path. Yeah. So I, I think it was the right call. Yeah, you establish your own baseline, which <clears throat> I honestly don't understand, especially when you're running down to first base. What's the, what's the lane for? I so I'll explain it to you. I thought Harold Reynolds actually did a great job last night on MLB Tonight. He explained that the lane is for protection of the first baseman, right? Because we saw what happened with Max Muncie. It's, it, that is really for the protection of the first baseman. It doesn't reciprocate on the throw from a first baseman to catcher. But I, I, I know all that. It just doesn't make any sense. There's, we're going to oh. talk about some more stuff later. Yeah. Uh, I mean, what are we doing? When you're running down the first base, you're taught to run up inside the line so you can so you can interfere with a throw. Like you're taught to interfere with a throw. It doesn't make sense. One, or one because of that. Two because, like you said, like you can hurt a first baseman if you're up the line like that and he has to come. Uh -huh. I mean, I think a lot of things they're probably not going to change because they've been rules for a hundred years. But we need to start rethinking some of these things. Yeah, and I want to save that more for the Tampa Bay discussion. But I understand Astros fans' angst. I don't think you can be upset with the application of the rule. You can be upset with the rule. Sure. I think that that's the way, even though it's a judgment call. And I suppose they could have said that Grandal intentionally did it, but I don't think there was enough visual evidence to say he definitely, even though Grandal said he, he did at the time, you can't tell. Yeah, told, that's the thing is they, they teach you to do that. And I thought Grandal, in slow-mo at least, looked like there was a little bit of a... Okay, but when it happened live, did you think he intentionally did it? Uh, I thought he was way too far in the grass. Yes. So, yeah. I mean, and okay. I, you're taught to do it, so yeah. It, it's, it's crazy. He, yes, he did do it intentionally. But at the time, when the umpires are making a judgment ruling, you have to understand, we have all the power of replay. We have the ability to slow it down, you know, look at it eight times. The umpires have that yeah. much time to decide. And so I understand why. They ruled the way they did. With all that, let's move on to another part of this discussion. Ryan Tapero, who's been very good since coming over from the Cubs to the White Sox, after the game said of the Astros. They've obviously had a reputation of, you know, doing some sketchy stuff over there. And, you know, it's just uh, we can say that it's a, a little bit of a difference. You know, I think you saw the swings and misses tonight compared to, uh, you know, the first two games of Minimate. But... That's not really the story, you know. Um, we come here to play. You know, we're going to compete. We're not even going to worry about what they're going to do. Um, all we have to do is execute pitches, and they can't hit them anyways. Do you have a problem with him going off with no particular evidence this time around against the Houston Astros? Are you okay with his statement? I mean, I do have a problem with it, but every time I defend the Astros, people just get so mad at me. I mean, look. Well, Oh, that, hold on, that shouldn't matter. It doesn't matter what people are saying. If they, how do you feel? I feel like, like, come on. If you, I mean, there's what are the numbers to back that up? 
the 16 strikeouts they had last night compared to the 16 strikeouts combined in games one and two? 22, 22 whiffs uh, last night over nine innings. The first two games had 15 and 17 over eight innings. Like, it's the, the numbers aren't too drastic. And you better have some actual evidence to back it up if you're going to come and say that. Like, I get it. It's easy to pile on the Astros. They did something completely horrible for the game. 2017, probably 2018. We don't know about 2019, okay? But you, got, you can't just say that shit, man. Like, that's, that's the problem I have. Like, these guys, I know they didn't get punished either, and this is part of their punishment or whatever. I just – I really have a problem going out and saying stuff about a team when you really don't have any evidence. And guess what? There's a ton of strikeouts in Chicago. I've seen games where, uh, especially like at the time of day that it gets played, there can be a million strikeouts there. It depends on the game. It's not like, I, I just don't like what he said. I don't like it at all. And I'm, I'm getting upset and I don't want to say things that I'll regret. So I'll just leave it at that. Okay, that's fair. I think what it shows more than anything else is that, Players still don't know how to feel. And this is a point I brought up when I filled in for you over the weekend on Talking Baseball, is that some people still haven't come to grips with their emotions about the Houston Astros. So they don't know, well, even though there's only five players that are around from that 2017 World Series team that cheated, how do I feel about it? And major league players don't, right? I told you, I had Austin Hedges. He did an ALDS preview, and I asked him about the Astros if he felt like other players in the league were rooting against Houston because of what they did. And he said, it's a great question. He said, I don't know. He said, I feel like I've moved on, but I always look at them a little differently. So he says, on one hand, he has moved on, but he hasn't. And I think that Tapera just voiced what a lot of people feel about the Astros, whether it's fair or not fair. I get it. I mean, I don't know, man. Are you I, I, done talking about this topic? Have you had I, enough of it? accusations with no with no data to back it up i know i think that's a hard thing and someone said in the chat like why don't you give your boys some credit for striking out a bunch of astros come yeah. on that's good too it's a that. great way to look at it yep all right let's move on to the other al series in boston uh red sox now just a win away from the alcs okay um let's Here start with this the ground rule double <laughs> Kiermaier, Hunter Renfro accidentally kicks it off the wall. We know the Rays would have easily scored a run. By the letter of the law, the umpires applied it properly. So mm -hmm. is this a big deal or, hey, that's the rule. It's not a big deal. What happened? Uh, obviously, it's, it's a big deal because, you know, that's, like you said, he would have scored the go-ahead run in the 13th inning. So it is a big deal, but they did call it correctly. You know, in real time, when – we're all watching the game. Everyone's hands are in there. Like, what are they doing? Like, you got to put KK on second base. The runner scores, blah, blah, blah. But like you said, like, there is pretty clear um, wording in the rule that dictates it's two, um, two bases from the pitch. So they got it right. It is a huge deal. Like, that, uh -huh. I, I, you hate to see a game get dictated by some kind of, like, silly rule that – you know, seemingly nobody knows about, even though, like, it did happen to the 2019 Rays. There's that video going on. Kevin Cash argued for right. that exact application of the rule in a regular season game. So, like, they did get it right. It's just one of those things you don't want to see a playoff game get decided by something that really doesn't make sense. I mean, you hit a ball like that, guys in the score, and it just ricochets off the outfielder because he didn't really play it correctly. And your team, you know, it's the – 
short end of the stick there. I think it's it's tough for the Rays, but what are you going to do? It's interesting. I've seen some people who cover baseball for a living and have done so for several decades tweet out, why are we making such a big deal about this? And why are we going to uh, overanalyze a rule that uh, affects one play? Because it just affected one play in a series that's five games and was 1-1. And don't give me this bullshit that, hey, Vasquez hit a two-run walk-off, so it would have been 6-5 the final. We don't know. if they Like, the rule is stupid. The rule that you talked about with Grandal is stupid. If stupid rules, if the reason you're not changing stupid rules is because they've been on the books for 100 years, then you're stupid. The biggest problem I have with our sport is that we are so reactionary and it takes forever to change stuff. It takes forever. Like, why do we still throw it, guys? Because it's the way we've always done it. That's bullshit. That means that you're archaic in your thinking in whatever walk of life you have, and it means you don't want to change. It, doesn't, it means you don't want to better yourself. If you have the opportunity to better yourself in something, do it. Major League Baseball, rewrite the, the rule book. It, it, it's awesome. There's not one person at Fenway Park yesterday who looked at that play and said, yeah, you know what, Kevin Kiermeyer should go to the second. We should have a runner at third. Not one. It makes zero sense. And so it's the reason we're talking about this instead of Pavetta blowing cheese for four innings in extra innings, instead of Christian Vasquez joining the likes of Manny Ramirez and David Ortiz and Red Sox lore by hitting walk-off homers. It's the reason we're talking about this instead of Kike Hernandez getting seven straight hits, a Boston playoff record. That's the problem. And I'm pissed off about it. <laughs> I love it. The only thing I will say about that is if we do change that rule, what do you change it to? Umpire discretion? Yes, and, and guess what? We have the ability, because of replay, to figure out where guys should be placed. It was the number one rule when I talked to Joe Torrey about using replay on trapped balls. He said, Chris, the problem is going to be, where do we put runners? I said, Joe, you use your eyes. Yeah. You use common sense. What would you have done yesterday? Initially, my reaction was, KK third, runner scores. But when you look back at it, you can give him – second base and runner scores he was going to score obviously and that one was a little that one was easy so like if we did have umpire discretion they would have gotten that call right because it was yeah. everything it wasn't it wasn't a tough one I, I do have a little bit of a problem strictly going with umpire discretion all the time because we because what because you're going to ask them to do their jobs <laughs> they, have, they have umpires discretion on every pitch ball or a strike that's umpires discretion and we're trying to get rid of that aren't we <laughs> like, I, I, I'm back and forth on this one. You know, um, like I said, last night they would have gotten that call right because it was an easy one. I think there'll be some more difficult ones. Doesn't That doesn't mean that we can't try to make it better and we can't start brainstorming about this. We do have a CBA coming up. We do review the rules every single year in the offseason. We can change things. We can do that. And you just hate to see a game, you know, go a different way for a team because of something like that. It's tough. Tough. Let's move on to today. Rodriguez, who went in game one for Boston, hopefully he'll be better for them. He's going to try and close it out. Colin McHugh, we just got late word, is going to be the starter. He was rocky out of the bullpen there in game two, gave up a couple of bombs. Uh, is Tampa's pitching too toasted to get this series back to St. Pete? I don't, I don't think so. I think they're kind of used to this type of usage. And at this point in the season, it's, you're, you're on board for it. Like, does that mean you're going to be 100% coming back? Probably not, but this is the time you have to dig deep and find something. I, I, I still believe in the, in the Rays, but I'll tell you what, Red Sox aren't going anywhere. And it just seems like 
they have magic on weird years where they're not supposed to do anything. Like that's yeah. when, that's when they win when they're just proving people wrong uh, all year long. It's going to be tough for the Rays, but I, I can see them getting it back to the trop. And that doesn't mean that once they get back, get it back to the trop, they're going to win. Uh-uh. Like this Boston Red Sox team is here to stay. You know, yeah. they understand how to win baseball games and. I, that was a hell of a game to watch, man. So I hope we get something like that again tonight. So Tampa, if you're keeping track in their uh, shutout win in game one, they only used four pitchers. Then in that disaster in game two, Waka ate up a lot of uh, a lot of pitches. They used six pitchers. Yesterday, they used nine pitchers. Yep. Now they can come back with, with some of the guys, Encourage, <clears throat> Fairbanks, uh, Fireheisen can even go. Um, I think they should be okay, but Colin McHugh has got to be better. I mean, he – he was so good for them all season long. He's got to dig deep. If he doesn't give them three innings, uh, I don't give him. I don't give him any chance. Yeah, I don't give him any chance in that ballpark and against that lineup. And I think that Boston will punch and stick it to the ALCS. I would give the Rays about a twenty-five percent chance of getting this thing back to Florida. Wow, twenty-five percent chance to win one game tonight. Mm-hmm. I got it higher than that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I got them I got them at like a sixty to seventy percent winning tonight. This team is too good to just go down like this. You know they're the best team in the AL. They're not just gonna go down because they had one game that went thirteen and they had you know, their pitching got messed up. We talked about this uh yesterday about this is probably worst case scenario. If a game goes long like this or it's close yes. to all these guys, they'll be tired, but screw that, man. Play out yeah. that juice, that's a, that adrenaline from the crowd they're gonna get. I think well, we'll see. Listen, the Rays are going to Ray. I don't count them out, but it's a tough ballpark to play in in a must-win game. It is really, really difficult when your pitching is hurting a little bit. So we'll see. Uh, you like, hey, you like free stuff, don't you? I mean, like, I should get something free for for Jake. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it with dugout mugs. Uh, they're giving away free products all playoff long. All you have to do is film yourself doing this. Get your dugout home. Grab a squig. Take a photo, take a video, put it on social media, tag dugout mugs. You'll be entered for a chance to win free stuff. Now, some of you might be saying, well, hold on. I don't have anything. It's okay. Dugout mugs is going to take care of you with two great discount offers, okay? Dugout mugs is giving you 30% all of their best products, and that includes the metal dugout mugs with the code word today. So you go to dugoutmugs.com, use the code word today, you get 30% off. They're also letting you get your hands on a free knob shot. A free knob shot. One of yes. We love these. That was you on the party. Hell yeah. But you know what I'm talking. So it's free. Dugoutbugs.com slash today. All you have to pay for on that is the $8.95 shipping and handling. That's not $895. That's $8.95. Awesome collection of products. We got the regular ones. We got the wines. Uh, we got the bottle openers. We got the knob shots. And we love the engraving. I mean, it is so cool. These are like real baseball bats. That's what it's carved out of. I got a full collection, and I'm sweet because of it. Uh, once again, dugoutmugs.com. Use the code word today to get 30% all of their best products. Let's continue on. After a travel day, the NL Series shift to Atlanta and Los Angeles, respectively. Dodgers-Giants tied at a game apiece. Max Scherzer is on the mound for L.A. Dodgers have won all 12 of his starts. They're going against a former Dodge, Dodger World Series champion in Alex Wood. So give San Francisco fans a reason to take a deep breath and still feel good about their team's chances in the series. 
I don't think they need a deep breath. I think they're extremely confident. San Francisco Giants fans are confident in the 107-win Giants team. I think it's the rest of us that have been underestimating them all year long. I don't think the Giants fans need any sort of, you know, pat on the back or anything. Look, I know it's Scherzer. I get it. But this is a Giants team that just freaking wins. And the series is one-to-one. I don't think they need anything like that. In fact, I think the Gi- our Dodger fans probably need more of a pat on the back and like oh. than the Giants fans. I really do. Everyone I talk to around L.A. is very nervous about this series. First time they're matching up like this, you don't want to be on the losing end. So I think, uh, I think the Giants fans are very confident. At least that's the way they're portraying it to me. Um, it's going to be a good game, man. It's going to be a good series. I think this one goes five for sure. I agree. I think we're heading back up to the Bay Area, which means the Giants get one either tonight or tomorrow. And I actually think people will say, well, Alex Wood has to control his emotions, even though the breakup with the Dodgers seemed amicable. You know, it's just he wanted an opportunity to start. The Dodgers saw him in a different role, and that's okay. And so the, the sides mutually agreed to, to go their distance. And it just so happens that Alex Wood signs with Arch Rival up there in Northern California and they went in 107 games. Now, Wood has faced the Dodgers three times this year. The Giants were 0-3 in his starts. He got rocked a couple of times, gave up five homers this year against them. Um, so we'll see. But to me, I'm really watching Max Scherzer. Yes, they are 12-0 and in his starts since he got traded to L.A. But the last three was not because of Scherzer. And we saw in the wild card, he grinded just to get through the innings that he did. You know, he gave Dave Roberts the awkward handshake on the way out. He wasn't happy. He was huffing and puffing. And everybody just expects to see the Max Scherzer that we saw in maybe his first nine starts. Playoff baseball is different, dude. 100%. And a lot of people in the chat, kind of like a fake false bravado Dodger fans, the chat tell me that they're confident. I know in the back of your mind, Dodger fans, you're like, we need we need this one. Yeah. Yeah, you don't want that come down to one game season again for the second time in a week. No. That- that can wear with that can that can screw with your emotions a little bit. Oh, yeah. So if I'm the Giants, I'm feeling like okay. So we got beat around in one game on Saturday. We're still all right. This is a team that just wins series. They don't care about losing one game. They understand like, hey, put it behind us. That's what you get from a veteran team like this. Dodgers feel the same way too. Another veteran been there, done that. Thousands. One game doesn't mean anything to these guys. They know how to, they know how to turn the pitch. Uh, by the way. Um, Pujols going to get the start tonight at first base. Does he do anything special or no? It'd be awesome. Yeah, it would be. I, I have confidence in him. I really do. So, I mean, I don't know what's, what's special. Driving a run? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do I think he has an RBI tonight? Um, No, I don't. It doesn't do anything. I'm special. just guessing on that, though. I mean, I hope he does. Well, yeah, we're all just guessing. I mean, just what, what did I Albert, That's all I care about. What do you think? This is Back to the Future 2, where I was able to go see the future and then bring back the sports book and make all my money? We should do that. Hell yeah. Let's get in that DeLorean. All right. Uh, Braves Brewers now moves on to Atlanta. There has been a total of six runs scored in the two games so far. Will either team find its offense this afternoon? Again, that's kind of a broad term. I don't know what you mean by find the offense. Neither of these teams are like – great offensively. I think the Braves have more potential to outburst than, than the Brewers do. Their, enti- their entire infield almost hit 30 homers each. 
I get that, but you know, there's more than four people in, in a lineup. And I think, like I said, I think their I think their lineup has been has been performing well lately. So I think they have the more potential to go off than the Brewers do. Um, but this is we kind of knew this was the kind of series it was going to be. I mean, I think the pitching kind of speaks for itself on both these teams. I mean, it's going to be really hard for the Braves to do that against the Brewers pitching staff. And I feel the same way about the Brewers against the Braves pitching staff. So mm-hmm. I kind of expect all these games to be tight. You know, maybe one gets loose and people go crazy. Um, but I would say we're going to be looking at another, uh, I don't know, what are the over-unders been? Like eight and a half to seven and a half. I, I would say this game stays right there. Seven runs, something like that. So the answer is no. And that's what I'm going with as well, in part because of the starting pitchers. Your yeah. guy, Ion Anderson. Ion Anderson. Ion Anderson, he took a no-hitter uh, into the seventh against the Brewers. Now, this was back in May. There was no Yelich in the lineup. There was no Willie Adamas yet. No Kane was in the lineup that day. So he's going to be facing a different crew here. But obviously, he had his shit working against a lot of those guys. Uh, you know, as for Freddie Peralta, we know the guy can do it. Uh, I think Braves batters have had 45 career at-bats collectively against him. They have two extra base hits. They're hitting under 170 against him. So I expect I expect more of the same, and the bullpens have been really, really good. I know Will Smith made it a little shaky the other day there in game two. But you know what? That's kind of the – that's the Will Smith experience. That's you what better buckle up for safety on that, and somehow he still gets the job done for the most part, although Ashlyn will MF him to death over Twitter. Hey, did so, you hit uh, that one? Did she hit the over? Cut words. Did she hit the over? She hit it. I think she hit it in one video alone. <laughs> I, 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 this is a. I said earlier. I think I thought the White Sox Astros was going to be the best baseball series. I don't know if it's going to prove to be that that way because you know the Astros mm-hmm. wall up on the White Sox tonight, and we'd be like, oh, that was kind of a uneven series. This one's going to be good too. Oh, I agree. Yeah, damn. All right, last one. Uh, so Adam Wainwright, I didn't have the sound on. I was able to watch the game. I heard he was very good in the broadcast booth. He was. Uh, last night on FS1, which doesn't surprise me. He's a tremendous interview. And there were a lot of people who loved the discussion about the nachos in the helmet, and they had it brought into the booth and everything. What is the one stadium food that you could have brought into a huge baseball helmet and feel like you could take that thing down? First, I want to say that Wayno was excellent. I was watching the game, didn't know who was in the booth. Uh, I knew it was Przinsky and the other guy. Uh, yeah, Adam Levine, right. And I was like, who is this guy? I, I couldn't find it. Then finally I saw on Twitter someone said, Wayno, I was like, this guy is great. Very comfortable in the booth, which makes sense because he's been around the game for so long. He knows what he's talking about. To answer your question, first of all, I love nachos. I think that's kind of like the best answer. But if you, mm-hmm. I would go with some like truffle fries or something like that. Some A good – Helmet full of fries? Yes. You're close. Okay. You are – but it has to be from a specific park up in San Francisco. The garlic fries are to die for. Mm, that's not, that's they, a thing right now. Oh, my God. They are so good. And I would – I am a huge – but they have to be cooked a little on the crispy side. Yeah. I can't do like any – if there, there's nothing worse – by the way, my mouth is watering while I'm talking about this. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. I guess that 45-minute workout really did me in. Um, so, yeah, I need fries done a specific way. If I get fries from somewhere and they're soggy, like the fries we had the other night. Soggy. 
some of them. I dug around. I found some crispy ones in the bottom. Uh, yeah. Okay. I, I, I'm a, I'm a well, I'm a well done everything. Dude. I do well done pizza. Well done. Food. Yes. Give me, the, give me the crisp. I need, the, I need that texture, man. Do you like, do you like your meat and your chicken burnt a little bit? Uh, no. Chicken, cook it as much as you want. I, I actually am like so over chicken right now. I can't even like look at a freaking chicken. So have it however you want. But my steak, I'm a medium rare guy. Medium. Oh, medium. Medium well or medium rare? Medium rare plus. Really? It's not that good for you. Got to be careful. You'll still be digesting that thing in about seven weeks. Okay. All right, dude. What do you have coming up on John Boy Media? Oh, man. Every day we're doing it. We're doing baseball today right after this. I have to film a sequence episode, so I'll be doing – I think I'm going to do some Trey Turner defense stuff. I'm not sure yet. I'm going to go mm. check the footage. I have a few different highlights that I want to go over. Uh, but that's it, man. Baseball's back on. Baseball starts in an hour and a half. I know. Can I make a suggestion for you on your sequence if you're going to do defense? Sure. It's probably too late to get in, but the Mookie bets where he spins and throws so accurately, like we've seen that a couple times this year, it's it's unlike anything I've ever seen. Yeah, I have that one in my queue. I'm going to look at it and see, you know, what I can make out of it, but he's incredible. He's, he's incredible. talked about freaking Mookie bets. That's how scary this Dodger team is. I know. He's unreal. Uh, yeah, we don't have a Rose rotation until the LCS series are set. I've got a couple of special guests I'm working on trying to be my preview guys, just like Austin Hedges was for the ALDS. And people really liked him. He was very fun, um, very enjoyable. So you just I appreciate everybody's patience. They're going to be coming out later in the week. Please soak them in because active players giving us the details on what to watch for for those series, in my opinion, as a baseball fan, is invaluable. I agree. Let me, I want to say one thing before we leave, too. Astros aren't freaking cheating at home this year. I promise you that. Stop it. And we don't want to get into all the yeah. all the other teams that were doing it. We always just brush that off to the side. Yeah, but at the same time, listen, Astros fans can't be sensitive about this part. I don't expect you to be like, well, I was an Astros fan, and I'm, I'm disgraced by what they did in 2017. That's not fair to them either. Like, you, every day we as fans – Root for teams and players and managers and management and owners and broadcasters that we don't agree with what they do. I'm just telling you, not everybody leads a clean life. So well, I, I can't penalize Astros fans for, for wanting to defend what happened in 2017. But at the same time, you can't defend the, the cheating aspect of it by saying, well, other teams were doing it too. I'm sorry. I, that's, that doesn't fly. That doesn't fly. I get that from Astros fans, but if you're a if you're a fan of a team that was pretty good in those days, I'm gonna tell you right now, leave it alone. Okay, you don't you don't want that door opened up. It's possible. <laughs> What's hopefully, it's hopefully we've cleaned up a lot of shit, but who knows? Here's the important thing: enjoy the four games of baseball. Unfortunately, I do have one prediction. It might. I hope I'm wrong. Ooh, I want to do predictions. I think the White Sox game gets banged to tomorrow. I've checked the weather forecast. I'm kind of a weather nerd. It's not good. A few moments later. The White Sox pennant push is going to be delayed. Today's game now postponed, as Tracy mentioned, because of the weather. And it has been rescheduled to tomorrow. You are a weather nerd, aren't you? I am. I love I'm a nerd in a lot of areas, but I'm really a, like a weather nerd and flight patterns. I'm such a dork. That's, that is, you told me about that. Oh my. Okay, so you're saying that game is going to get banged. Yeah. Which is, um, I think. But if, if it plays, do we go to Houston? 
I don't, it's going to be a soggy field because that changes everything. I don't even know. Oh, man. What a, what a wrinkle in the storyline. I think it does go back to – oh, wait. Astros win tonight. It's over, right? Up 2-1. I don't know, man. I don't want to. Do, I don't want to put this on the White Sox fans. I want them to be happy. Okay, so uh, we'll just say the game's gonna be a bang tonight. <laughs> what about the other one, Tampa? Do you think Tampa's going back? I do. I think they find a way to win tonight. Uh, I mean, they were so close to winning that game last night. I mean, they yeah. probably should have won that game last night. Um, I uh, find a way to win. I think it ends tonight. I think Boston celebrates. I'm rooting for Tampa because I want more baseball. I'm not. It's, it has nothing to do with it. Red Sox fans out there, don't complain. It has nothing to do with you. If you were down 2-1, I'd be rooting for you today because I want more baseball. Who, okay? who, who are the pitchers? I told you. It's Rodriguez and McHugh. Okay. I, I, I think the Rays are taking it back. Okay. I hope you're right. I hope so. I can predict this. We are back at it again tomorrow, 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific. Thank you so much for joining us and for – making us your number one baseball destination when it comes to consuming the content. And don't forget, dugoutmugs.com slash today. Get 30% off of all these great items. And you want something free, just do this. Video yourself, snap off a photo, put it on social media, and tag Dugout Mugs. You're going to get a chance to win some free stuff, and that is always fun. Mm. All right, Ploopy, have a great day. Tell Jakey happy birthday. Jake sucks. Just remember that, everybody. Uh, see you guys.